Welcome to Vitality Mindset Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, please call your doctor. And now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to Vitality Mindset Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osmond, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. This topic is so exciting. We're going to talk about metabolic flexibility. It feels so good to feel good. So we're going to explore exactly what metabolic flexibility means and how it can increase energy uh, to give us more vitality, more zest for life. We're also going to talk about you know ways we can enhance it. So if you need to eat every few hours to keep from feeling grumpy and distracted, then this is information you're really going to want. Being flexible in all sorts of life situations comes in really handy. I mean, it's an excellent asset to be flexible, especially when it comes to your relationships. Now, your physical body, including your brain, is simply a relationship vehicle in this world. So you can imagine how important it is to be flexible. That's certainly an asset. Uh, Think about flexibility in other areas of life. So if you're driving along, you make a wrong turn, or somebody pulls out in front of you, and you, uh, you know, maybe you encounter a roadblock. Uh, You have some choices. You can choose to be flexible, or you can choose to be rigid and get mad. You can let that upset your day, or you can simply, you know, find another route uh, or let the other person go, whatever, and go merrily on your way. You know, the ability to be flexible is an excellent life skill. And it's the very same when it comes to um, your body's metabolism. There's lots and lots of benefits from being flexible. Now, This is sort of a new topic. It was just that phrase was just coined in 1999, um, and that's the capacity to be metabolically flexible. So what exactly is metabolic flexibility? Well, it, it boils down to the body's ability to switch back and forth between different kinds of fuel. So rather than being able to only use carbohydrates for energy or only use fats for energy, you have a a flexible metabolism. It means that your body can use carbs if that's available or fats if that's available. You know, there's a lot of eating plans out there, lots of, lots of, um, diets that are good for you. The ketogenic diet is really good. The plant-based diet is really good. They're they're both good for your brain. They're good for your waistline. And there's um you know it depends on what your lifestyle is. But nurturing metabolic flexibility is really what you want to aim for. It's it's better long term for health and vitality because metabolic flexibility is how we're designed and it is sustainable. So think about 
in pre-industrial times. I mean, this is back before we had restaurants everywhere, fast food, drive-thrus everywhere, or even grocery stores. Humans had to be metabolically flexible by necessity. It was a natural part of life because some days there was plenty of food and other days, you know, there just was maybe no food uh, around or there wasn't enough food to go around. So metabolic flexibility allowed people to go comfortably for longer periods without food. And they they would be able to go without food and still feel mentally sharp, uh, be able to, you know, cope well with this. Now, they could still, you know, work in the field or hunt or, you know, get their chores done, you know, without being zapped of energy or getting grumpy. So, you know, as the name suggests, metabolic flexibility means that your body's energy production is flexible and it can uh, use whatever fuel is available. So this could be fuel from food just eaten, maybe uh, a, a nice big meal, or it could be fuel already stored in the body. These times of fasting and feasting, you know, have been really the the historical eating life of most of humanity. So, you know, if you've recently had a meal your body is going to metabolize that food for energy. If it was a carbohydrate-rich meal, then in a healthy state, your body would respond and release insulin in order to get the glucose out of your bloodstream and into the cells where it could be used for fuel. But if it had been a while since you've actually eaten and then that carbohydrate-rich fuel source has already been used up, then in metabolic flexibility, your body would efficiently switch over to uh, burning stored fuel. And that would be, you know, fat from adipose tissue or sugar stores, you know, from uh, the liver or skeletal muscle in the form of glycogen. Now, you see this referred to as fat oxidation, burning fat, or glucose oxidation, burning glucose. So, Bottom line, we want to stay metabolically flexible because that allows each of us to go for longer periods of time without eating and to still feel good and be energetic and to be sharp mentally. So what are the benefits of metabolic flexibility? Oh my goodness, you're going to love this. Bottom line, it gives you more sustained energy. It gives you uh, more mental clarity. It will give you sustained vitality. That's what we want. You know, it means uh, that you have fewer rides on the blood sugar roller coaster. I mean, that's a really good thing. If you're metabolically flexible, you're going to have fewer cravings. So when you do eat something, then uh, you're more likely to eat it intentionally and not just, you know, regret it later. You're not going to be as likely to grab a snack uh, just because you're you're shaky or you're grumpy or someone says go eat something. You're you know you're you're mean. You're less likely to grab something that's bad for you, whiff it down, and not even enjoy it a bit. You know, metabolic flexibility really just takes some of the desperation out of eating. Uh, I think that's really exciting. And 
Additionally, you're going to have much, a much improved fat burning capacity. And when I started researching this area, I found a really great uh, scientific paper that was published in a journal called Endocrine Reviews. Now, this paper is specifically called Metabolic Flexibility as an Adaptation to Energy Resources and Requirements in Health and Disease. Now, this was published in the Netherlands. A beautiful thing about this paper is that the researchers involved were all from different areas of medicine. I mean, they were from gastroenterology, endocrinology, genetics, cardiology, and there was even uh, somebody from movement science sciences. I thought that was so interesting. And they all worked together to examine metabolic flexibility. So in other words, uh, you know, this, this helps all parts of the body. And um, they looked they looked at both food intake and energy output. They also looked at feeding frequency as well as exercise training. Um, it, it's an interesting paper. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, the paper also talks about some pharma, uh, pharmacological compounds that influence metabolic flexibility. I won't be covering those specifically in this podcast, because I like to keep this to about 20 minutes, but it's all great information. So the important thing to remember um, is that we're designed for metabolic flexibility. Our bodies run much more efficiently, and we feel our best if we are metabolically flex- flexible. And it's it's um, you kind of have to be intentional about it. It doesn't come natural in our world. Uh, you know, food availability throughout most of human history has been very inconsistent. But now food is everywhere. And much of the food that we grab when we're, you know, shaky and starving is highly addictive and very low in nutrients and very low in fiber. Um, You know, people also have been generally more active throughout history than we currently are, uh, at least here in industrialized countries, because we do a lot of sitting. Um, we you even hear that sitting is the new smoking because it is so dangerous for our overall health and vitality. But, you know, think back, consider your favorite explorer. I love Lewis and Clark. Um, there's a, a great book called Courage Undaunted. But think about when they're out, you know, discovering new lands, you know, forging rivers, whatever. They don't know when it's lunchtime. They don't they may not even have food. They may have to go hunting. You know, maybe they had a lot of um, stored food they carried, but they could run out. So so you can see how different life is now. We have breakfast, lunch, and dinner scheduled so many times. I'm sure you're thinking of areas in your modern life that can absolutely disrupt your body's ability to stay metabolically flexible. Now think of even just the modern diet. Here in the United States, you know, it's referred to as the standard American diet. And that's the SAD acronym, S-A-D, standard American diet. The reason it's SAD is because it 
emphasizes eating, you know, lots of refined carbohydrates and eating frequently. I mean, many of us, if in fact, probably most of us were taught to eat three meals a day and snacks in between, as if maybe a having a hunger pain was a horrible, horrible thing. I mean, many people including me, hardly remember the last time I felt super hungry. We've been doing some medical fast, and um, it's really kind of fun to get reacquainted with hunger pains. Uh, there's, But even when we do feel that, there's usually food close by. It, it can... So it's very normal to eat lots of carbs and to eat frequently. But eating this way trains your body to use carbohydrates for energy. And when those carbs go missing, your body can get really desperate for them. And then that's what, you know, that's when it gets your attention. Give me more carbs. Give me more carbs. You can end up with fatigue, with cravings. You can be distracted. You can get grumpy. You can get brain fog. And that's when it's so easy to feel desperate and grab something to give you quick energy. But this metabolic inflexibility can be a major cause of extra weight and weight gain uh, in many people. Uh, A high carb, especially a fast carb diet, will disrupt blood sugar. Now, think of of, um, fast carbs as simple sugars. Those are highly processed foods. That's even just, you know, candy and sweets. But it can also be like things like rice. That can be a fast carb. French fries can be a fast carb. I mean, French fries are a vegetable, but they can absolutely be a fast carb. And um, when when this these carbs go into your blood system, uh, insulin is spiked. But when that happens so frequently, you can develop resistance to that that insulin spike. So insulin resistance can result when you have all these frequent surges of of carbohydrates requiring insulin and you get, you know, you get that big spike and then you get it, you get crashed. So remember, insulin resistance is what happens when you eat uh, lots of carbohydrates and your cells, you know, get sort of uh, resistant to that. They don't open up for the insulin to get in so that the energy from the glucose can be used and that keeps the glucose in your bloodstream. So not only can this make you feel bad in the short term, it, it puts you in, at risk for a lot of a long-term metabolic disorders. I mean, things that we talk about a lot, type 2 diabetes, cancer, immune problems, obesity. Um, and then all those disorders, of course, gets you on that slippery slope of all kinds of other problems, you know, including you know, even the memory loss and autoimmunity. So, so you can see where staying metabolically flexible can help minimize these problems. Hopefully, you're curious as to how to increase your metabolic flexibility, and I so advocate uh, sustainability. I think it's very, very important to know that you don't need to make drastic changes overnight. You just need to make small shifts. I call those small shifts start somewhere strategies because we want to make changes that are sustainable. Most of us humans do better at achieving long-term success with small steps. So there's really not a one-size-fits-all approach to 
uh, vitality and health. There's not a one-size-fits-all approach to uh, metabolic flexibility. And of course, depending on your uh, current health status, you've got you to consult your physician before you make any changes. But that's why making small changes are so much better. We all have different body compositions, metabolic rates, schedules, taste buds, but overall, you're the boss of you. And you have to live in your body and you, uh, you get to make those choices. You get to find out what works for you. So for me, I love to keep things simple. Um, if you're interested in enhancing your metabolic flexibility, think of starting with just one of these three areas. Uh, one would be intermittent fasting. Uh, number two would be uh, developing smarter carbohydrate intake. And then number three could be consistent physical movement. So let's quickly talk about intermittent fasting. You know, way back in episode 12, I took a deep dive into intermittent fasting for weight loss. So you might want to listen to that. Now, that intermittent fasting is simply restricting food intake for a specific period of time during a 24-hour period. Now, let's look at it for a more from a more positive angle. It is it is self-directing your feeding window. So your feeding window is the time you you know start eating until you stop eating in a 24-hour period. So um, wherever you are, find out where you are in your feeding window. If you get up and you eat your first meal at 8 a.m. and then you kind of snack to bedtime, see if that's, you know, 14 hours, you know, whatever it is. But find out where you currently are and then just shorten it by an hour for a week and you're going to feel better. You know, let yourself uh, become acquainted again with the hunger pain. Uh, know that when you feel some hunger pains, it's really your body adapting in a way that's going to increase the ability of your, of your mitochondria. I talked about mitochondria a few weeks ago. I don't remember what episode that was. But um, that's going to also just enhance your vitality and decrease your susceptibility to the things that slow you down and the things that steal your joy. So number one, intermittent fasting. Another thing to think about is to uh, start working on smarter carbohydrate intake. Uh, during that feeding window, whatever it is, you want to, you know, you want to get it shorter. You want to get it down to at least under 12 hours. Uh, but during that time, concentrate on eating real food and start to taper off of processed foods. When you read, if you have foods with nutrition labels, that's kind of a bad sign um, because the real whole food doesn't have nutrition labels. And and I think it's good to stick to foods that um, are e- words that are easily pronounced, you know, not those those 14 syllable words, uh, but depending on your personality and your lifestyle, uh, you can you can decrease your feeding window and you can start decreasing your processed carbs. You can think about um, eating more foods that are close to their source, things like nuts, things like fruits and vegetables. It, you know, think about how um, much fiber is in something. And when there's fiber in the food you're eating, it becomes a slower carb. Your body takes longer to process it, and that increases metabolic flexibility. So eating a steady stream of highly processed carbs throughout the day, you know, it's it's easy. It's habit forming, but you can start being aware of that and start um, 
decreasing those. You know, food is just so accessible uh, and, and you have to be very intentional about it. It's everywhere in vending machines and drive throughs And we have to remember we're not designed for that. So the, um, so intermittent fasting, uh, smarter carb intake, and then think about consistent physical movement, but find something you love find something you you find fun and do that. You might need to reframe the word exercise to movement. Notice I did not say consistent physical exercise. That may be what it is, but so many people just say, I hate exercise, but you might like to dance. Then, you know, if you do find a place to dance, you might like to garden, plant something, or find a community garden to work in. You might like to shoot baskets, play ping pong. You might love to go to the gym then go to the gym. The point is to, uh, you know, remove the stress from that. Instead of saying, I need to exercise, reframe it into, you know, I love to dance. I love to hike. I love to shoot baskets. You know, fill in the blank with what you enjoy. Our bodies are designed to move. We have to live by design. We have to find ways to enjoy our design. And um, and I love that commercial that says, a body in motion stays in motion. That is so true. So, so metabolic flexibility is what we want. Although it's normal to eat from the time you wake up until the minute you go to bed, um, and it's normal to eat highly processed, addictive foods, uh, it's not good. And it's also so normal to sit more than we move. But we don't want to be normal. We got to get away from these normals. We have to resist normal. Normal is defined as the usual or the regular pattern. And normal is what is maybe familiar in the world or society. It's what is typical. And that usual pattern is often not good. Consider what normal is in our world at this time in history. I mean, it's dehydrated. Normal is irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, inflamed, and totally stressed out. We don't want to be normal. If you get grouchy and distracted when you get hungry, then you you might want to start somewhere making small changes to enhance your metabolic flexibility. You're going to feel better. You're going to be glad you did. I thank you for joining me for episode 42 of Vitality Mindset Made Simple because together we're taking the stress out of being healthy. It just feels so good to feel good. And we're now in 377 cities, woohoo, and 42 countries, thanks to you. I so appreciate that you're listening, sharing, and subscribing. Now, starting next week, we're going to make that change to Vitality Made Simple. I put the word out, you all responded, and Vitality Made Simple is a what what our what our new name? I shouldn't say it's going to be the same podcast. We're going to just drop mindset. So thanks again. Blessings until next time. <laughs>